Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, where we chat all things pop culture, movies, music, and moments from history we simply can't forget. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warm and Fuzzy. I am your host, Shane. I'm your co-host, Amelia. How are you, Miss Amelia? I'm good. Um, I, it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday uh, for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was really chill because it was a Monday, so mm-hmm. I just did some work. Um, but the night before we went to dinner, um, Dan took me to Hubert yep. um, in the city, French restaurant cool jazz club like really i've been there before um but obviously just like decided to try different things on the menu this time Mm -hmm. and yeah it was great it was a great night and then did you love it yeah i loved it and i want to go back again like it's just one of those places where you can't try everything in one sitting Mm -hmm. so you just like have to keep going back and trying all the different things i really want to go french French food's hard when you're vegetarian, but, you know, I can try and finesse something. I feel like there's been this big shift in Sydney of, like, more dark and moody restaurants. I feel like for a long time it was all about, like, the light, moody, kind of ocean-themed, like, Mm -hmm. restaurants. Now we're kind of going back to, like, moody with, like, your shell houses. Obviously, Hubert's such an establishment, but, like, Hubert, even Chin Chin in Sydney, quite dark... Um, there's this big shift towards that again. And it's like kind of cool. I like a dark, moody restaurant. Yeah. Very vibey. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like my voice is weird. I think maybe I overextended myself today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going to one event. Too much talking. <laughs> Dead. Uh, um, so yeah, did that. And then yesterday was chill, worked. And then like one of my friends like came over and bought like flowers and some gifts, which was Cute. really sweet. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a lunch tomorrow, like another birthday lunch. And then you, me and a couple of friends have a dinner next week, which is like a kind of combined birthday celebration yeah. slash catch up because your birthday is next Friday. Next Friday. I know. We're so close together. Yay. She's a cusp. You're like, no, a, this it. is kind of cuspy. I feel like you're like borderline cusp. Does this count as the cusp? I am on the cusp yeah. because I was born in the evening. Yes. Okay. Of the 20th. And the 21st is when you go into being an Aries. Yeah. So. Oh my God. So you really I are the cast. Charts, You're like a true cast. Well, I actually, according to all the charts, I am an Aries. Yeah. So. You give. Yeah, which makes sense. You give like Aries. I give both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was literally going to say, you're either like on the verge of a menti B, a la Pisces, mm-hmm. emotional breakdown, or you're angry. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm dead. No, but I love that. I'm excited <laughs> for dinner. And Liam's yeah, birthday was at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So the only person whose birthday is not in this month is Jackson. So, so I reckon, yeah, I reckon he just needs to pay for dinner. <laughs> 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 I'll be pitching that. I'll be pitching that to Jackson. All right. You put that in the message. I will. And I'll just watch. I will. <laughs> um, so how's your week been? What have you watched? My week's been good. Um, what have I been up to? Just lots of work. I had like a really cute but busy weekend. Um, my friend Jack came from Melbourne. So originally from Sydney, but moved to Melbourne like two years ago in between the lockdowns. Um, so he was here. So him and my other friend, Aaron came and stayed over and we had so much fun. It was 
it was Cute. like old times. Yeah, it's really nice when the gang's all back together. And then Sunday, I caught up with some high school friends for some pancakes at Chatswood at Reem. Reem, is that what it is? Is that Paris Hilton's husband? <laughs> no, dead. I forget the name. <laughs> Carter Reem? Carter Reem. I forget the name, um, but I don't it's know, like a famous the that, Japanese. Uh, the one that I was thinking of has a number in the name. And that's the one that I went to in Town Hall or oh, the galleries. This doesn't have a number. And they're, and they're fluffy. Yes. Fluffy pancakes, yep, right? Fluffy Japanese yeah. pancakes. Yeah. No, I think they're the same because there is one location in Chatswood and every time I tried to geotag the one in the city, it would always come up as Chatswood. Uh, so I think it's the same place. The Chatswood, it's a cute little thing, but I was saying to you today, like, if I have something like super sweet and creamy for breakfast, it just throws off my entire day. Like, I just feel so like heavy and bloated and like, you know, it's just not, not as much of a vibe. Like, I would rather something like that for like dessert. Because then if I feel sick, I'm yeah. sick for like two hours, then I wake up feeling fresh as a daisy, you know? <laughs> when you get a sweet thing for breakfast, mm-hmm. it's like you're you're cheating and you're having dessert to start the day. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I feel sick. So how do I go on? <laughs> and also like, how do I come back from this? Like, I'm not going to eat a salad for lunch now. It's a waste of a day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go hard, you know? <laughs> That's very much the vibe. Like I'll eat a cheese platter for lunch, you know, balance it out. Yum. But that, that is not a bad thing. That no, is, that that's sounds always like a, dream. a good thing. Um, what have I been watching? I've been watching, I finished The Last of Us. It's an amazing series. I really enjoyed it. Pedro Pascal is really like consuming my life right now. He's the daddy of both of the shows I'm watching right now, you know? He's ma- he's the Mandalorian. He is. He's, he's really doing it all. In The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, he's also in that show Narcos, which I've never watched, but I want to watch. Who it's, does he play? I don't know. He's like someone in it. Ah, uh, well, obviously it was before he was like Yeah, before famous, he was famous big. Because yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, and it obviously didn't translate. Um, no. So, yeah, I've been watching that. And then what else have I watched? I feel like I've watched a lot, but, like, I can't really pinpoint what explicitly, like, brought me joy. I would say those mm. are the two things okay. that brought me the most joy, you know? So Pedro Pedro Pascal brought you joy yes, this week. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So did you see his Starbucks order that went viral? No. Okay, so I think a reporter um, captured him like outside of Starbucks and he'd picked up his order and in the video you can see what his exact like order is and I think it was something along the lines of like a venti like iced Americano Mm -hmm. but it had extra shots. So I think in total it was like six shots of espresso and it went viral because everybody's like, how is he not dead? (laughs) How do you have six shots of espresso? And not have a heart attack. Don't you feel like, though, circling back there, don't you feel like American coffee is a lot weaker than Australian coffee? Like, I reckon I could take six shots of American coffee. I don't know. I um, It's been a long time since I had an American Same. coffee. Same. But I remember um, them not being too strong. Mm, okay. That's interesting. I just know that the quality is not the same as ours, no. but the strength, I'm not sure. 
I'm um, gonna say it. No, six shots would give me a heart attack. Australia has the best <laughs> coffee in the world, and we're so blessed. I think we're just so mm, blessed. Hundred percent. We have such good coffee. We have such like barista. Being a barista is is like a career here. You know what I mean? Like, and people mm-hmm. like people spend their whole lives perfecting the art. You know, and I live for it. Whenever I find a good coffee, it's like a haircut, right? It's like, I'm like, yeah. I am loyal to you forever. I'm indebted to you. I owe you my life. <laughs> yeah. Are you not the same? Yeah. But then, no, because I think we're so spoiled with like how good the coffee is here that mm. I know that I can go to different cafes and just get a good cup. That said, I don't drink a lot of coffee these days. I just drink matcha. So I'm a lot more... <laughs> Selective about where I can go. <laughs> How TikTok of you. <laughs> Dead. I'm in my that girl era. Yes. Um. <laughs> I'm just too lazy to make matcha at home. Like the mixing and the whatever. Like I'm a sluz for like a matcha, ice matcha latte, but like too lazy to make it at home. Oh, it becomes like a cute little routine for me though. Like mm. at first it was like I needed to learn all the steps and then after doing it a few times, I kind of figured it out and now it's like really just part of my routine. So I like um, I like have my music on, I'll make my greens and then I'll make my matcha and that's just like, you know, part of my routine maybe, and I enjoy it. Maybe I need you to give me like a tutorial sitch. Um, yeah, it's on my it's on my Instagram. Oh, is it on your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Cute. No, you can FaceTime me in the morning and we can make it together. Did you end up buying the little hand whisk? No, but I need to get, get it. Yeah, I need to get it. Get it because Amazon does like, you know, next day delivery yeah. or, you know, I love it's Amazon. so quick. And um, I think the, mi- the hand mixer literally cost me like $15 less. Yeah. Um, it's got three speeds, it's batter- uh, USB powered. Um, and yeah, like I have the frother from Nespresso, but I found that since I, since I switched to matcha, it's just easier to use like the hand whisk. Totally. So I just like do the matcha in the mug, do a little bit of boiling water, chuck my dose and co-creamer in there with a little bit of honey and then whiz it all up mm-hmm. and then pour it into a cup, chuck some ice and then milk and then that's it. Oh, stunning. I don't know. Your eyes glazed over. You were like, I don't know. No, I'm listening. No, it's not too many steps. No, <laughs> I think that's relatively easy. I'm just used to pressing yeah, a button on my schmeg, on my smeg, schmeg, yeah. my smeg machine. Schmeg. <laughs> schmeg. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just used to doing my like okay. morning coffee sitch, you know? Mm, yeah, no, it is a lot dif- different going from like a smeg or an espresso, which is what I did, to then switching to like several steps yeah. in a matcha routine. It's, a, it's you know, quite a process, but I th- especially if you've got shit going on in the morning and you just like need to get caffeinated and go. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. much easier. It's a lot. Um, I, but I think I do need like a caffeinated beverage for the afternoon that isn't a coffee. Because some days, like, I hit my mm. three o'clock slump and I'm like, I could do with something, but, like, I'm not vibing a green tea. But I love matcha. I'm just, like, mm. done with green tea water vibes, you know? Give me something with more substance. Yeah. I'm just, like, not a fan of tea. Yeah, you're not a lately. huge tea fan. Actually, ever. ever. Like, I feel like when T2 was a thing, you know, it's like when they first opened their stores, yes. like, 10 
however many yeah. years ago, it was all the rage to go in and get your flavored <laughs> teas. And then over the years, I just learned that tea makes me super dehydrated. Yeah. And I get like that dry mouth, mm-hmm. like it's so gross. I, and I always find that I end up adding like too much sugar or honey to it to get the flavor out of it. Yeah. And yeah. I also don't need like Japanese peach flavored tea. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't need that. I'm not going to drink it. If I'm going to drink it, I'm going to go buy a cha time. And I'm probably just going to get an Earl Grey milk tea anyway. Because when you make it at home, it's just scented water. It's lame. Yes, it's literally scented water. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm not wasting my time. No. Um, Okay, so I watched this week uh, The Whale. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So what was the laugh? This is an ongoing theme. You're loving the under under the sea. (laughs) Oh, this is The Whale like Brendan Fraser's. Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, no, no. Continue. I'm interested to hear about this. It's a theme. So I watched The Whale, the Darren Aronofsky film we watched that the other night. Um, It's incredibly depressing. Okay. (laughs) And, And I don't know, like I knew that it was going to be, but it was also like, I don't know. I feel like I read a review about it like a year ago and then I just didn't absorb it. Mm -hmm. So when we were watching it, I didn't really know what the plot was anymore. So I was a little bit surprised. So it's essentially about this reclusive um, English teacher. He teaches like, he's like online, like teacher. Yeah. Um, And he's like morbidly obese, like Mm -hmm. 600 pounds or something like that. Um, And it's basically about him trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter so he's been like absent from her life and then she kind of just like rocks up um and it's all set in his house or his apartment um and you're just basically watching like a week of his life where he tries to reconnect with his daughter and then the challenges of being that size and also just like what it's like to be obese and like basically eat your feelings and how that affects the people around him. Mm-hmm. And it's just really quite heavy. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. So, like, it's... It, I understood why he won the Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. His performance was incredible. Um, his co-stars, like Hong Chow, um, who plays, like, his carer. Um, she was incredible as well. Uh, Sadie Sink was really good too, like to the point where I, she was so good at her character that I actually like hated her because she's like a teenager and just like really difficult. Um, she's got a lot of feelings, which are valid, Damn. but I, I hated her. So she was really yeah. good. Um, and then also they won an Oscar for, I think like the special effects makeup, mm-hmm. which was incredible because looking at him, you think that he is that size. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the detail, like the stomach, the face down to the hands, like, like. It's wild. Yeah. They've really committed. It was intense. But it, yeah, but it's a very heavy movie. It's also based on a play, I learned. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's just not heartwarming. So, don't expect that. Okay. And why is it called The Whale? So, it has to do with Moby Dick yeah. um, and part of his teaching and, and whatever. So, yeah, that's. American English Teacher called. 101 is like Moby Dick. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we've seen this in pop culture for eons. Exactly. Um, And there's been some conversation about it. We talked about this months ago, how people are kicking up a stink saying that it's like either fat phobic or 
that they aren't giving opportunities to obese people by casting Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a load of shit. Yeah. Because show me a 600-pound actor that could have done that kind of performance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, one, do they exist? Two, it wouldn't have been, like, a healthy situation for them to be in. Like, seeing how he portrays that person and also like watching TV shows where it's like my obese life mm-hmm. and then like, you know, those reality shows, it's really difficult to do even the smallest things like yeah. obese people, like they struggle to stand up, mm-hmm. you know, they struggle and then they have like these sores on them. They need assistance for everything. So like how was an actual 600 pound person going to do this film? Yeah. You know, those long shooting schedules. I also think as well, it's not like they like chucked like, Chris Hemsworth in a fat suit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's Brendan Mm. Fraser. He's like a very, he has like a very normal body. Like, it's not like they got someone, you know what I mean? That's like wildly fit. Mm -hmm. Also, were people kicking off when like Thor was in a fat suit? When when like Chris Hemsworth? T, just saying. Why are we being selective? Like Like, we need to, if we're going to ride for something, ride for it all the way. Don't like also selectively it's write acting. For it. That's the job. Yeah, like he's acting as an obese person. Mm-hmm. And if they're gonna start calling out people playing roles that are for obese people, then you can't have people doing like accents. You can't have somebody, you know, like if somebody has red hair and then they dye an Stop. actor's hair red, like it's just like, it's just, it becomes really stupid. So I think, yeah. It's kind of like, where's the push and pull for the situation? Mm-hmm. You know? Where does it end? Where does it end? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like, mm. it's like when you think of like old Western movies and like, they would like paint white people to be native Americans. We obviously knew that was very wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and this is an entirely yeah. different situation because he's not totally playing different. a different race. You know, he's just playing a different weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also just in general, the people have said that the film is like fat phobic, mm-hmm. which I don't think it is because it's just, it's a specific story about one person who is that size and how it affects the people around him, how it's affected him, his relationships, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not... I don't know. I, you need to watch it and then you can tell me, but I don't, I didn't see it as fat phobic at all. Yeah. I'll watch it and let you know. I need to watch it. You mm. know, I need to consume it. How did you watch it? Where did you watch it? Um, we did a little download. Um, I don't know that it's available yet on Apple TV. Okay. So we did download it. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Um, we can cut that. But... <laughs> okay. Keep it in. Cute. Um, and Your then we word. also watched She's Baby a pirate. Pink last night. She's a pirate. <laughs> um, and then... Did you say you watched Baby also, Teeth? And then I just... Uh, yeah, so last night we watched Baby Teeth. So, like, two nights in a row we've watched some really depressing movies. Very depressing, right? Did you like it, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. like it. At first, I kind of struggled to get into it. I agree. So I was the same. We didn't... Yeah, and I don't think we kind of summarized the film last week because I didn't know what you were talking about. So the film, for anybody who hasn't watched it, it's an Australian film from 2020 about um, a young girl who we find out has an illness and she befriends this drug dealer. um, Slash addict. It's about like 
slash addict mm-hmm. and it's about like their friendship sort of blossoming and then her medical condition and how it affects like her family and just kind of like their lives like over a short period of time yeah um so yeah it was super depressing um i really enjoyed it though because i haven't watched an australian film in a long time that i really liked yeah um yeah it was i'm the first one to ride for an australian movie can i just say bosch and rocket yeah this like i Mm. love a good australian movie and I feel like so many times, like, people go to watch this and they're like, eh, an Australian movie. And I'm like, you know what? Give it a chance. Like. Yeah. You know. No. And it was very, very good. Um, and the last Australian movie that I watched was The Stranger, which was about um, uh, the detective that had to go undercover to catch the killer. Like, um, oh, my God, I'm not saying this right. because. <laughs> It's about the undercover cop and how he caught the killer, like some guy who like mur- murdered a child. Um, and it's a, it's based on a real story. Oh, wow. So okay. that was really good. It's with um, Joel Edgerton. Love Joel um, Edgerton. Vibe. Uh, yeah. So that's a really great film. So you should watch Cute. that. I really okay. butchered the synopsis. Dead. Um, but really yeah, Baby wanna... Teeth is good. It's on Netflix. Yes. I really want to watch um, The King's Cross show. Might be a movie. King of the Why, Cross. Why though? Is it King like of the Cross? we've already seen. Yeah, we've yeah, already we've seen Underbelly. The one on Channel Nine. You know like, what? I'm here for it though. I'm here for the. <laughs> I'm here for the crazy cross in the nineties. You know. Oh god! Imagine the times. But it's never. But it's not glamora. Like it's never as glamorous as they might portray it because we know what that's like we know what like not that life but like we know what the cross looks like we yeah. know the polarizing what kind of lives these people live the second you cross mm. the covid fountain and you get like <laughs> you know the second you go past the police station it's like pots it's like it dissipates you know what i mean it's like how this is wild you know dirty old cross versus like cute pots point <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, that always blows my mind whenever mm-hmm. I have like an event in Potts Point or somebody says that they live in Potts Point. I'm like, where? Like what end? Yeah, because I'm judging you based on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Not really, but really. Um. <laughs> um, yep. Cute. So we also watched maths this week. So I thought that that could be like a large topic of our conversation this evening yes um so this week we had the final commitment ceremony and then we go into homestays but we'll kind of just talk about the final commitment ceremony yeah so are we going to talk about um, like the couple swaps yeah actually we can talk a bit about that because we didn't talk about that last week did we no we didn't last week's was the homestays um and it got off to a bumper start you had melinda and leighton popping off at each other essentially because leighton felt as if melinda wasn't supporting him by like boycotting the week which i think can i just say this is the first time i've we've seen them fight you know what i mean like properly i feel like we've seen them have like Mm. little tiffs but this is the first time we've seen them properly fight and i thought yeah actually show like how heated they can get because they talk about it but we haven't yeah i thought melinda was the problem but i think leighton's the problem after watching this week i was like 
Leighton, you are cray a a a z. You are like just not seeing her point of view. I don't think what Melinda did was wrong. She was just trying to embrace the weak. I think she was doing the right I thing. Know that- I know that she was, she was playing by the rules of the experiment, Mm -hmm. but also you're learning to be in a couple. Yeah. Like you, and if you can't back your partner's decision here, then you're going to struggle to back them in situations in the real world. So I think that it's just, and like, I didn't support Melinda and Leighton having this argument in front of Harrison. First of all, no. that's highly inappropriate. But also, like, Never. Can, like, can we mention Harrison could have, like, easily gotten up and left the room and just chose to see But there. he wouldn't because he, no. he enjoys he it. He loves this the is, drama of it these all. Are, He loves the drama. Yeah. So this feeds him. This feeds his ego. So them doing that in front of him was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And then doing it in the final dinner party in front of everybody was also inappropriate. And that's largely Melinda's fault because she enjoys the drama. Mm-hmm. And she enjoys doing it in public because she it's like she gets a kick out of it because she gets all fired up yeah you know and then she like starts she gets that voice and yeah um some so, people love just like taking it to the street you know <laughs> yeah but I'm that's out here, the type of i'm out here trying to clean the streets i'm not trying to make them dirtier you know <laughs> and that's the type of fighter that she is mm-hmm. in, a, in a couple argument whereas it seems like Leighton would prefer to just like not do that in public especially not in front of harrison totally and like harrison obviously makes him insecure um and for melinda to be like oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do the experiment with harrison we're gonna stay here in the room when that clearly makes Leighton uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like how is that fair that's not right so he was right in saying that you sided with him so why would I want to spend time with you? Like, I need a minute. Like, I need to decompress. Like, I need some time away from you. Yeah. Because you made the wrong choice. <laughs> well, I'm going to agree to disagree, and this is why. Um, <laughs> I just think Melinda was playing by the rules. I think Leighton, and even, like, when he sat down on the couch, the the um, the experts were like, you know, the point of the challenge was to get you outside of your comfort zone. I felt sorry for Melinda. She was literally like, let's think of the dichotomy between Melinda and Harrison versus Leighton and Bronte. There's like no bad blood between Leighton and Bronte. And I can understand having Harrison stay in your room after like, there's been so much contention between him and your wife. Wild. But also... We're, they're doing it for the drama, first and foremost. We know that. And we're living for it. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, partner them. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, you know nothing's going to happen. Like, she despises the man. I've never seen someone hate another human being more. I disagree. I disagree. I don't know. She likes the attention. She likes the attention. Okay. Well, I think... This is a guy... This is a guy who, like, she openly, like, battles with Mm -hmm. publicly. Um, And now they're in this space together. And if she really just, like, found him atrocious, hated him, was disgusted by him, was made, you know, felt uncomfortable in his presence, 
she would have stuck to her guns and been like, I'm not doing this. She knew that she could opt out of the challenge because Leighton was allowed to. So she knew that was the option, Mm -hmm. but she chose to stay in it and she liked it. She liked that little riff that her and Harrison were, were having back and forth. And you can tell that that makes Leighton uncomfortable. He gave her the respect of not staying in the same room as Bronte. So the least she can do is be a supportive partner and not do it. Mm. Like it just, I don't understand like how she could do it. Yeah. I, I definitely agree in the sense that like, I think she was, she definitely did want the airtime of the drama. Like, and you Mm. know what? After it's been consumed for so many weeks by, Harrison and Bronte and, you know, Claire and Jesse, girl, fight for it. <laughs> and also like, but yeah, I agree. I think there, she could have done it better, but I think she, overall she did the right thing by being in the challenge. And I think Leighton was perhaps being a little bit to, I think to me, I was just like, I don't understand why you won't just do it. Because everyone else is he doing just, it. He just, he, but he still participated. Yeah. He just didn't share an apartment with her. No, which... but he didn't want to participate at all, which I thought was very shocking. Because it's like, you can participate and do what you're doing and that's fine. And I agree. I think Harrison shouldn't have stayed in the room, especially if Melinda was as uncomfortable with him hmm. as she says she is. You would think she would have said he needs to go. I agree. I agree mm. with that. But I think for me, yeah, I was just a little bit shocked that Leighton didn't want any part in the week's experiment at all. Later changed his mind, but I was very shocked at his initial reaction to it. Mm. You know? Yeah. And like, I I think it was good that he did admit that he was wrong mm-hmm. and that he understood the point of the experiment after. Um yeah, so I thought that was good. But Melinda could have easily just like not shared a room with Harrison. And then for Harrison to use that against Leighton to continue to create cracks in their, oh, totally. their relationship. And like, did you hear what he said? He was like, oh, yeah, we stayed up to like 2 a.m. Just yes, like talking. Talking and drinking wine. Yeah. It's like, like cool. did um, you plait each other's hair? I know she didn't plait yours because you're balding in the middle. Okay. No, but like, oh, yeah. yeah. So he was just very... Oh, and we know that's what Harrison's going to do because that's Harrison 101, mm. right? He's yeah, done it to and every so it's just like, it, it was just a really easy situation to not, you know, be dramatic, but they did it for, I'm sure Melinda did it for the show, but it's like, this is a situation where the, the two of you really need to come together as a team yeah. and be united against someone who, like, is attacking your relationship. The common evil. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just like relationship 101. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I think missteps on both sides. And it, it was a good mm. learning week for both of them, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think they both walked away learning something very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's them. Mm-hmm. Then we have, who do you want to talk about? Alyssa and Duncan. Yeah. And their couple swap. Yeah. So... So Duncan was with Evelyn, Evelyn, which I thought was like really nice. Like it seemed like they got along okay and like they helped each other through stuff. And Evelyn seemed to want to genuinely help Duncan through the whole Alyssa scenario. And Alyssa was with Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um. I'm just wondering like, 
that would have been such that was that's such a random pair like Alyssa and Cam like Cam can barely speak a word <laughs> yeah he can barely communicate in the English language and Alyssa communicates too much in the English language so that would have been an interesting week I feel like we didn't get a lot of time with them unless I missed it no but what we did learn is that talking to Alyssa is like talking to a wall um, mm-hmm. and Duncan seems like he's really trying to – he wants to be involved in her life, yeah. um, but Alyssa keeps throwing out the line, like, I have a child, I have a child, I have a child, so this is why you can't – this is why I can't see you. I have a child, so this is why we can't do this. I have a child, so this is why I'm not doing this. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like – Turn it into a drinking game. Like how many times can Alyssa say that she's got a she child? Has a child. We yeah. know that you have a child. Just all he's asking is to be included. Mm. And all you want for him is to make plans in the future yeah. with you and your son. Like, But how can he do that if you're not she, including him? Like how, it's such a, it's such a like, you know, chicken or the egg situation, right? Yeah, it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really controlling behavior yes like to just keep putting that in front of him like i have a child so this is why we can't do this it's like she really just wants him to be like oh anything that you want i'll do it whatever you want but it seems he's like there's a limit to what i will take from you yeah um yeah so she's really frustrating um and i don't think that they'll last on no the outside. i think, think they're, they're done. not already broken up i think they're done yeah. like the poor Duncan, he just deserves so much better. He's definitely like the knight in shining armor of the season. You know what I mean? Like when I think of an outstanding mm. guy, I would say to me, if I were like in the experiment, let's play this game. Like if you had to be partnered with one man <laughs> and one girl, let's just say, obviously neither of us likes girls, but like, let's <laughs> just for funsies. I think guy I'd want to be partnered with Duncan. Just purely mm-hmm. latent second, if I if I had to choose. And then out of the girls, I think I would want to be with Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Mm. I'm not picking from the males, but I'll pick from the women. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Dead. Yeah. I don't care about any of them. <laughs> um, no, I like Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm I just like thinking her, about like who I would be friends with. You know what I mean? Like who, mm-hmm. I, who I would, would be mm-hmm. friends with. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do think that Evelyn being pardoned with whatever his name is, that's not going to last. She seems to only like him as a friend. Oh, really? Um I really like yeah, Rupert. Yeah, it's not real. Rupert's, She's a model. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, true. I really like Rupert. I think he's like, he seems like a very, very good guy. He's too soft for her. Yeah. She needs somebody who's more in control and yeah. who's more masculine. Yes. He's too soft. He's very much like... She would, have already, she would have already hooked up with him if he if he was somebody that she was attracted to. Yeah. How many how many weeks have they been in the experiment now? And they they only just consummate their relationship this week. Mm, T. And the way that she talks about him is like, oh, like <laughs> you know, talks about him like he's a friend. Dead. You know, that she's giving a shot. 
So, yeah. Oh, I like Rupert. Um, I hope have, Rupert uh, finds love because he seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah, he seems like a perfectly nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, they all seem capable of finding... Well, some of them. Yeah. Half of them seem capable of finding people on the outside. Others are, you know, a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Like Bronte and Harrison, they just need to end it already. But... We know that they're going to try and stay till the end just yeah. for all the drama, all the airtime that they can oh, get. Oh, they want all the airtime they can possibly get. The fact that both of them wrote stay this week is just so wild to me. Mm, Your relationship was though. over and she didn't go to the dinner. How the fuck are mm-hmm. you both writing stay? I'm pissed. And they've both like broken up with each other. Like, what is the point? Yeah. What is the point? Like, it's a joke. I just like, want to. Nobody... I just want to give homestays a go and just see how it goes. How many more goes do you need to have? <laughs> yeah, show Harrison who I really am in my home environment, and then you find out that Harrison was like, I don't want to see her like, f- like gallivanting around in a bikini for the attention. Like, <gasps> the tea over the wall. About her. It's like, yes. oh my god. And Lyndall again ratted ratted him out. <laughs> like, why are you mm-hmm. telling the girls this? You're telling them because, like, you want it to get back to Bronte as well. You must be at this point. Like, there would be oh, no yeah. other reason. Well, she said that she said that last commitment ceremony that she was done having Bronte's back mm-hmm. because she was like, I've listened to you, I've cried with you, and you've told me repeatedly, like, how you're not going back to him, and now you're just making me look like a dickhead. Yeah. So I'm not gonna back you anymore um but Lyndall and Cameron they have some issues and you can kind of see why they're not together anymore mm-hmm. um like in the real world can because- I say it Cameron is like as he has the emotional depth of like a starfish I don't understand what is going on there like it's like how do you not like and then him purposefully keeping him purposefully keeping the fact that he knows how the long job. he's working, you know, in the outback. His job situation. His job situation yeah. is so shady. It's not shady. It's just he should have just told her, yeah. to be honest. And I think the reason that he kept it from her is because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to... He wanted to, like, prolong, like, not having the conversation. Yeah. He doesn't want the, to have the tough conversation. That's what Lyndall has said is that he's not very good at... She can't address things with him mm-hmm. because he doesn't really want to talk about it. Um, and he just gives like really typical true blue Aussie bloke. Very that. You know, struggles to struggles to talk about his feelings, probably struggles to show emotion. Like yeah. he's very uncomfortable with like public displays of affection Mm -hmm. which is hard for Lyndall because it seems like and she has said this that like her love language is touch yeah like she likes to hold hands kiss hug all of that and it's really hard to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't show affection like that Mm -hmm. um yeah so it is yeah sucks it sucks but I can definitely see why they might not work on the outside yeah because she seems like she genuinely wants to give this a go, whereas he isn't willing to compromise on his work. He's not willing to move. He's not really willing to change his life for her. So it's like, well, then what were you doing Yeah. in this experiment? Yeah. It's but like, yeah. why are you here? And he initially said he would do it, but obviously, and he says, he's like, I'm not like, if I found my true love, I would have done it. So it's like, why are you here? Right, leave. 
Yeah, well, he it's because he thought that he was going to find his true love and then he's, I guess, realized that Lyndall is not that person for him, which is really sad for both of them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, then, so then don't stay. That's like, right. If you've made this, if you, yeah, if you've learned this, made this discovery, then you should leave. But yeah. again, like everybody else, they're staying. Ridiculous. And it's like, I get it. You're like at the end <laughs> of the people. experiment. And like, we do need people at the end to say no at the altar. So I'll be interested to see who mm-hmm. says no and who says yes. I, I will say I've been thinking about maths just generally. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm over it. I'm over this yeah. season. Like, I'm I'm ready for it to be over. Well, it's like once once the show ends so many so many of them move on to other relationships mm-hmm. like it's not often that people will stay together yeah and there are some couples that do stay together and they split up anyway mm-hmm. so yeah it's like this is not a show about success in finding love this no. is really just drama <laughs> but we need some success stories you know i think we mm-hmm. need a bigger ratio of success stories to drama well they need to just stop inviting like actors models influencers pseudo influencers at best and just inviting real people on the show yeah so speaking of couples that are imploding should we get into some little details from vanderpump rules we saw the trailer for the rest of the season yes so it looks like from the trailer, which guys, by the way, is on our stories as of today, which is Tuesday. It looks like they film Sandoval kissing Raquel. Yeah. So we, we're seeing Sheena's wedding and we basically learned that the Sandoval and Raquel situation sort of began around Lake Havasu, like the previous episode. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the timeline of it. And then they did actually hook up at Sheena's wedding. And we don't know this from the show or from the preview. I only know this from one of Sheena's friends talking about it on her podcast. Interesting. And Sheena's sister. (gasps) Yeah. Because Raquel went missing for three hours while the bridesmaids and the guests were getting ready. And she had said that she was needing some me time which is really we time yeah which is really some we who's, time who's we who's we, <laughs> who's we? <laughs> oh my god but they also like film they picked up cameras after we found out that um ariana and sandoval had split mm-hmm. so yeah it looks like they capture that conversation yeah when he's like can i get you something and she's like you can die you can die yeah <laughs> And I said to you when that came out, I was like, that's us. (laughs) (laughs) Toxic. (laughs) Toxic. But also like, go off sis. I'd say the same thing. Literally is why I said that to you. Um, Yeah, I am so ready for this second half of the season. I'm not going to lie. It has felt like a little bit of a slow burn this season. Um, And I feel like the drama is getting there a little bit. Stupid, dumb Charlie, who I hate and you know I hate, um, who apparently has a lot more fans than I realised because there's so Mm. many people standing her on TikTok, which is crazy. Did they come for you? No, 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 no. Well, in the comments because you used WAF to comment on Charlie. I did by accident. And I said, Charlie's a clown with the clown emoji. Lamau, which I stand by. She's a clown. She says clown things. She says dumb things. She said one 
sensical thing this entire season and that was when Raquel when she said to Raquel you were homewrecker I don't know so I really struggled with um last week's episode because we obviously saw them in Vegas Mm -hmm. um and then they had the scene where Rachel Raquel gets really drunk supposedly so she hooks up with What's his name? Oliver. Yeah, and then they're out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. She gets super drunk and then she comes back into the room and all the girls are sitting on the bed and they're just like teasing her for being super drunk. Christina Kelly goes to her room to pick up Katie's makeup bag, comes back and then pays her out for having um, a... <laughs> galaxy light. It, like a galaxy, a galaxy light, <laughs> a, a light projector. Like are you two Which, though? But Lala has her binky, you know, like Lala has a blanket <laughs> that she brings from home. And remember Lala used to have a baba. She used to drink out of a bottle. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. So like it was very mean girl, that whole scene. It was. So you did kind of, if you didn't know that Raquel was a cheating sluzzer, you would feel sorry for her because you it's would. like, why did you invite this girl that you don't like onto a trip? Where it's going to just be like the three of you besties and then this one outsider. Yeah. I feel like Ariana needed to be there to balance the pendulum a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It did feel a little bit off kilter. But it was always going to be awkward because Katie just shouldn't have invited her. No. It's like, you know that this girl is actively pursuing your ex-husband. Yeah. Um, So why are you inviting her? Stop giving her a chance. Bizarre. And then Charlie... It sucks because I really liked Charlie the episode before. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just like such a Lala apologist. And I'm always also team Katie. Yeah. So when Charlie was siding with Raquel and being a little smart ass, I was like, shut up, Charlie. But also Charlie was being very real. Yeah. You know? So she was kind of calling out Lala's hypocrisy mm-hmm. in, you know, not being a mistress when she was a mistress. Yeah. And she was just being a good friend. Allegedly. Lala was allegedly a mistress. Yes. But continue. (laughs) Yeah. No. She allegedly, like she says that she didn't know. And like, I can understand that there are like so many layers to that relationship. Oh, totally. And there's bloodlines. And we know how much the the liar psychologist. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the he got the psychologist to lie for him to say that he was separated when in fact that was the same therapist or psychologist who was helping him and his wife work out their marriage. What like, kind of cracked out, low bent psychologist does that? Like Like <laughs> Literally. That's wild. Yeah. So Lala's really been like really crazy. Psychologically like put through the ringer but she really like went she went off at Raquel and it was like Lala like slow your roll like yeah I will say the thing that annoyed me the most about Charlie and this is so off kilter because I'm all of a sudden like a Christina Kelly stan her coming for the lip Mm. balms I'm like girl do not attack this woman who has done nothing to you and is like just trying to start a lip balm business you know what I mean Burt's Bees is just a lip balm just saying and look at yeah, leave Christina Kelly. Yeah, lip balms alone. leave her lip balms alone, and that really upset me, which I think is why I'm on the Charlie hate train now. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden mm. a Christina Kelly stand, but I am. Don't come for her dry hair, and don't come for her lip balms. <laughs> she's she's a little bit of a mean girl. She's always been like on the series. Yeah. Um, but I still like her. Over Do we think? Charlie. Yeah, me too. Do we think we're like? Do you think they may be potentially testing her to be like one of the main 
No, she's having a baby. She won't. She won't. She's really only on this. Yeah, she's like heavily pregnant now. So yeah. she was pregnant while filming this season. So she won't be a main cast member. She was really only there, I think, to support Katie. Yeah. Because Stassi was gone. Dodie was gone. Mm-hmm. So who did, who did Katie someone. have? Yeah, they needed someone. Yeah. True. Yeah. T. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the remainder of this season and, of course, the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, Which yeah. we don't know is confirmed, like, who's going to be there, what the vibe mm-hmm. is. But we'll see. And Sheena keeps saying... Sheena's like, as far as I know, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. So unless she's told, because she has the AVO against her, so she can't come in within like, I think it's like a hundred feet of Raquel. Mm-hmm. So one of them has to do it via Zoom. So interesting. I'm going to guess that it's Raquel, it's Raquel, which is a stupid idea. How Diana Jenkins of her, you know what I mean? No. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Diana from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like the one season wonder. She was so flip-floppy and like controversial her season. And then it's like, I have COVID. I have to dial in. But it's like, girl, you had a full beat. You didn't do that makeup yourself. Like, you definitely let a makeup mm. artist in her hair. You know what I mean? It's like, what's the truth and like what's COVID the lie? where? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, Crazy. Is that everything for this week? Yeah, that's everything for Vanderpump. And then I just wanted to ask you what you thought of the Gwyneth Paltrow situation. So in a recent episode of the Art of Being Well podcast hosted by Will Cole, who holds a doctorate of natural medicine, Gwyneth Paltrow spoke about her daily wellness routine, including the food she typically eats. So the clip has gone viral on TikTok with like over 3 million views. And there's been so much backlash for what Gwyneth had to say, which is typical. So she said, I do a nice intermittent fast. I usually eat something at about 12 and in the morning I'll have some things that won't spike my blood sugar. So I have coffee and then after coffee, she'll have soup for lunch. Um, Specifically, she eats bone broth Mm -hmm. and then she will add some movement into her schedule, whether it's a walk Pilates or Tracy Anderson. Then I get in the sauna, I dry brush, I get in the sauna and I do my infrared sauna for 30 minutes. And then she eats dinner early in the evening. And for her dinner, it's usually a paleo meal. So lots of vegetables and it's important for her detox. And then she talks about like how she does this. Oh, what does she do? It's something to do with her butthole. Like <laughs> ozone, ozone. She gets like oxygen like put in her butthole and like oh. that's been like <laughs> slammed by the FDA or whatever it's like it's not proven to do anything like <laughs> but you know like and so there's been so much black backlash about it being like you know she's prom- she's promoting like unhealthy eating like bone broth is not a suitable meal mm-hmm. and they're just like really criticizing her and saying that she's like influencing and affecting a whole younger generation who think that eating like gp is appropriate or okay mm-hmm. so what do you think think about that do you agree does she deserve the backlash i think first and foremost how is she working as a human being (laughs) just hearing just hearing that my nutrients have been sucked from my body um Mm. i don't know is gwyneth paltrow that influential within like the gen z landscape like, I don't think no. so. I don't think so. I, I don't even think I'm influenced. Like, sometimes I see the stuff on Goop and I'm like, oh, this is so woo-woo. Like, it's not. And I love, I'm, I'm, I love witchy. I love, I'm into woo-woo a little bit. But 
Like, she just takes it to another level. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, this is ridiculous. And this is the entitled whiteness of it all is, like, just a lot mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I tend to, like, separate myself personally from Gwyneth. But do I think this will influence the way people eat? I don't think so. I think most people would hear that and be like, oh, my God, I'm starving. I could never do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think as well, like, on the flip side of it, I think, like, let Gwyneth eat whatever Gwyneth wants to eat. Um, As, like, a former vegan, I just remember how ridiculed I would get, right, for, like, what I ate and, like, when I ate it. And I feel like I was eating a lot of food, right? I was eating, like, three meals every day. Um, I was eating a lot of food within those meals. But everyone was always like, "Uh, I don't know how you do it. I love cheese too much. And it's like, shut up. Is like, that I'm me? Not, no, but like, I'm not telling you to put down the block of cheese. You know what I mean? I was never like an in-your-face vegan. I was very much like, yeah. this is what I choose to do. And I will say, I think my body was at its best when I was vegan. It ran so well. Would I go back to it? I don't know. Like, I still do like, for example, like when Josh... Like, Josh isn't here this week. I'm eating all plant-based meals this week. You know what I mean? It is, like, what I naturally just gravitate towards. Um, And it's not like I'm always, like, whenever I see, like, you know, a cheese dish, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Or, like, fish. I'm not like, yes. Oh, my God, I can't wait to eat it. I'm very much, like, I very much still sit in that plant-based space. But, yeah, I think, like, let Gwyneth eat what she wants to eat. And if that's sustaining her and if that's, if she's healthy, like, give me your blood samples. Like, let's see, like, are you deficient? I imagine she has a slew of multivitamins <laughs> that comes along with this um, diet. But, yeah, I think, like, I can understand the criticism on the other end of when you choose to eat a particular way and, like, live a particular way and people, like, come for you for it. I just think, like... Just let her eat it, you know. Gwyneth has always been controversial mm-hmm. with how she talks about what she eats, what she does. It's part of her wellness routine, and she was criticised bef- when she started Goop. Yeah, and then look what happened. You know, there she kicked off the wellness trend. Mm-hmm. Goop is everywhere, yeah, and gluten free, like all the things that she kind of like took out of her diet that became trendy and is part of like the everyday mm-hmm. lexicon or life. One thing and, I could you know, never you go to a do. Restaurant, is gluten-free. Like, I would throw myself off a cliff before I ate gluten-free. If I found out I was celiac tomorrow, I'd be so upset. Mm, yeah. I'd be devastated. But I think, <laughs> yeah, so I think that people just need to use their brains. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gwyneth is always doing kooky things with her health. She's not telling you to do it. She At no point in the interview did she ever say that she was recommending it. Yeah. She's just talking about what she does. And then she came out later on and she said that she was talking about what she does for her health um, while she deals with having long COVID. Mm-hmm. And Will Cole is her naturopath. Mm-hmm. So she's having like a conversation with her naturopath who's recommended those things for her. So yeah. it's not like outrageous that she's doing that. And also if you follow Gwyneth's like routines and things, she often posts about having alcohol. She posts about the meals that she makes that are like, you know, she'll make pastas, she'll make casseroles, mm-hmm. things like that. So you kind of know that she's having a relatively balanced diet. And you, it's just, I think that 
people like to come for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that there are like Gen Z people out there or young people out there who are looking to her routine and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to drink bone broth every day. Totally. And if they are, that's the responsibility of the parents mm-hmm. to have that conversation with them, not Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Like, totally. It's not the celebrity's responsibility. I agree. I think any person that is like, I don't know. I just feel like how can you be so easily influenced by like one passing comment someone made in mm-hmm. the realm of the world, right? Um, she's wacky. She has a candle that's named after smelling like her vagina. vagina. Like, yeah, like this candle smells like Gwyneth's vajuts. Yeah. Like, she's not a normal person. No. So why would you look at her routine and her diet and be like, oh yeah, that's something that I'm going to replicate. Like, mm-hmm. are you dumb? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It just, it isn't, it doesn't make sense. It's also like mm. the bone broth. I can't like, that also sounds so gross. I've never had bone broth, but like, obviously I can't, <laughs> but like, or choose not to, like I elect not to, but. um, It's very good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of nutrients yeah. in it and stuff, but um, yeah, it's wild. I just think, yeah, mm, yeah. I, I just don't know if anyone Oh, I would hope no one has that influence over people that you would completely question your entire eating habits based off, like, one person's opinion. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. Wild. And I also think, like, there are things that she does that are fine. Like, intermittent... It, oh, I can never say this word. Intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. That's something that health experts talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. you know whatever so like take what you want from it and then leave what you don't i just don't think that there needs to be so much outrage about what gwyneth paltrow does no. i think just look to her for entertainment like mm-hmm. it's all entertaining just don't take it seriously totally and i even think like sometimes the media just does it because they know people will get a rise from it and like we know this is like the blueprint right gwyneth paltrow says something and we're outraged like it's mm-hmm. it's almost like comical yeah. now like you said, like you said, like it's comical that <clears throat> someone could look at something she says or does now and take it like as Bible. You know what I mean? As Bible, yeah, yeah. Even like the there are so many things about Goop that we have a giggle at. Like remember when they brought out their Christmas list, mm-hmm. like at the end of every year, and they put the most outrageous, expensive things on like there. A $200, like a two hundred thousand dollar caravan. Like hello, yeah, like a jade egg that's like thousands <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> I think they had like a ba- a fake baby collection because they knew that they were, you know, they're trolling us at this mm-hmm. point. So they brought out, I think it was like a dummy or a baby bottle or a diaper or something that was made from like some hectic stone and it was like in the thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's like they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So and the silly. fact that Courtney Kardashian decided to take the entire Goop franchise and push, push. it. Um, <laughs> is hilarious like obviously they knew the power of the paltro mm-hmm. the power and i do like that um gwyneth can have a sense of humor and still collaborate with courtney mm-hmm. knowing that courtney ripped off her whole spiel vibe yeah with poosh yeah yeah so funny but she gets it you know it's like a publicity game so why not mm-hmm. play nice with the kardashians right it but yeah yeah Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then 
There's not much else. I mean, like I saw that Sarah Snook from Succession is pregnant, 30, 35 weeks or something. So she's almost ready to pop. Cute. Um, she debuted her baby bump at the season five premiere of Succession, which I'm so excited to get into mm-hmm. when it drops. I did think it was interesting though that her husband, so she's been married for two years to this guy named Dave Lawson and they've actually been friends for a million years. And then they moved in together during COVID, weren't dating, they were just friends. Mm-hmm. And then they fell in love during lockdown and then she proposed to him and now they're like married and have a baby on the way that's wild oh my god i love that so cute yeah like he was there the whole time yeah that's really cute is she the red-headed one mm-hmm. yeah yeah cute. and she's actually australian oh she gives australian she kind of looks like don't you think like miranda otto kind of like i feel like australian yeah. actresses always kind of look the same like it's always yeah. that Isn't same miranda girl. Otto, is miranda otto kiwi no, she's Australian. Or is she Australian? Yeah, she's okay. Australian. Her dad's like a yeah, famous but it's like Miranda Australian something as well. It's like a oh. legacy. Yeah, she's a nepo baby. Yeah, so it's like Nicole Kidman, Sarah Snook, Miranda Otto. Mm-hmm. Redheads taking over. Yes. Um. Yeah, but then that's that's all I've seen like in recent news. Yeah, it's been yeah. quite a quiet week. I feel like in comparison to, like, all the scandal of it all, like, for so many weeks, and then to have, like, yeah, this week, I'm like, oh, she's quiet. (laughs) Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Um... Please follow us at warm and fuzzy underscore podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We do, um, we share, like, updates every couple of days if not daily um whenever we see something that sparks our interest um and then you can also follow us individually i am at shanino underscore and amelia is at amelia singson please give this podcast five stars if you loved it please follow us please download um and we'll see you next episode thanks guys bye bye